0: Welcome to Eternity Now's Worship and Weekly Message, Practical Spiritual Warfare, the Battlefield of the Mind. I'm Senior Pastor and Evangelist Kyle Huckins, well, Reverend Kyle Huckins, Ph.D., just call me Pastor Kyle. Eternity Now is an evangelism outreach and church based in Scottsbluff, Nebraska, with serving the world. See our weekly message live Saturdays, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, at facebook.com slash eternity media. Twitter's at Kyle Huckins. YouTube.com slash at Eternity Now. Revelation Bible Study shares Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Our main website is www.eternitynow.com. It has links to our videos, podcasts, my writing on spiritual topics for national Christian websites, our beliefs, background, and more. Our group reached over 1 million people for Christ in our first two years, to be exact 1,047,514. We want to reach another $1 million this year. Your tax-deductible gift is essential and will save lives eternally. Just $25 a month reaches 10,000 people with the gospel in a year, $0. $0.03 per soul. Go to eternitynow.com, E-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y-N-O-W dot C-O-M. Click support us to see more and to give securely. And please remember us in your giving this end of year and all through the year. Originally, blessed New Year to you, by the way. We at Eternity Now are fervently praying that 2023 is far better for everyone than 2022. <laughs> Let's go to the good word of God. There may be no more common piece of equipment in confrontations, military and otherwise, than the helmet. A soldier, football player, or any other combatant can sustain injuries to the leg, arm, hand, or almost anything else and keep on fighting. But when the head is wounded, all else stops. We see how God gives a helmet to the saved today in my message, Practical Spiritual Warfare, The Battlefield of the Mind, from Ephesians 6, verse 17. Let's go to our Father and pray. Well, Father God, we thank you so much for the chance to look at the scriptures together. Oh, Lord God, I pray that you inspire and anoint me and also inspire and anoint the hearers. Let us hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the churches. We thank you, Father God, so much. In Jesus' name, amen. In our series, we're examining how God gives us the ability to resist the devil. In our last service, we heard and saw the Lord's power utilized by stepping into the life of a man who was unsaved, drinking heavily, having difficulty with relationships, even suicidal. Almighty God took his soul to heaven, showed him the error of his ways and how to live for the Lord, and that man, David, responded by dedicating himself to following Jesus Christ, and he still is today, 38 years later. At the end of the broadcast, we're also going to hear how God has just now, with your prayers, been blessing him. And as we've looked elsewhere in this series at truth, righteousness, gospel witness, and faith, we've seen the Lord's arm is not shortened that he cannot save, as it would say in the Old Testament, and his spiritual weaponry is as potent today as ever. Looking at Ephesians 6 verses 14 to 17 to give our text a bit of context today. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of a gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation. So that last few words is what we're going to be focusing on today. The Apostle Paul alludes to Isaiah 59, 16 here with the helmet of salvation. It says of God, he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him. That is Jesus paying the price for our redemption. Then as we look to Isaiah 59, 17, that next verse, it says of our Lord, he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. Now, here's some interesting insight from the original Hebrew. It says, literally, he put a crowning Yeshua on his heights. Yeshua is the given name of our Lord. Jesus is simply the Greek form. The Jews would call him HaMashiach, that is, the anointed one. And in Greek, Christos is a title, a last name, meaning the same, the anointed. So the Jew calls our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach. And the Gentile says, Jesus Christ. So, heading back to our scripture immediately at hand, Ephesians 6 17, we examine more closely take the helmet of salvation. The original Koine Greek reads revealingly take is dekomahi, or receive with welcome. In ancient times, an assistant often put on a soldier's armor for him. And so the Holy Spirit brings to us Jesus, the greatest present anyone could give or receive. In John 6, Christ says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. However, when we begin to welcome worldly thoughts, we put ourselves at odds with receiving this blessing of God. This is a primary reason why churches are so weak today. The Instagram account Preachers and Sneakers has shown some celebrity pastors are paying up to $5,600 for a single pair of shoes. (laughs) We too often want to look good, not do good. How much are we giving to evangelism in comparison? Commissions to the poor. Moving on to helmet in Ephesians 6.17, it is pericephalia, like our word periphery, or an encirclement of the head. He who controls the mind also controls the body. This is why James 1, 6 to 8 warns, He who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. The devil and his minions will try to confuse us. One of their favorite tactics is persuading us an event, like the rapture, will come on a specific day. Then when it doesn't happen, we're disappointed and our faith is hurt. We are expressly told by Jesus Christ himself in Mark 13, 32, of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Yet I've debated numerous false teachers on social media who are predicting the date of our great exit upward. Recall what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 11, verses 3 and 4. I fear lest somehow... As the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, you may well put up with it. <laughs> salvation here in Ephesians 6:17 is soterion, literally the Savior applied or redemption utilized. It's where theologians get the word soteriology, the study of salvation. Every single person who ever lived could have been saved. Even Pol Pot, Hitler, or Mao. Jesus Christ paid the price for all our sin on cruel Calvary. However, only those people who apply that gift are saved. So how do we apply our Lord's gift? By following him, keeping his commandments, asking him for help through life's hardships, giving him glory for our successes, and thanking Him for rescuing us in our failures. We are to be an active, obedient, loving relationship with God through Christ. There will be dry periods with Him, times we wonder what our Lord is doing in our lives. But if we're saved, we'll stick with Jesus. He is faithful when we're faithless. So He is not one that we have to worry about. God can also take our being upset with Him. The book of Job has 42 chapters. In 35 of them, the work's namesake is defending himself to the Lord, prompted by his so-called friends, saying he must have sinned horribly to bring such evil on himself. In the last chapter of that book, number 42, God concludes his remarks by chastising Job for speaking in ignorance. But he then turns to Job's friends and tells them, My wrath is aroused against you and your two friends. For you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. Now therefore, take for yourselves seven bulls and seven rams. Go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you. For I will accept him, lest I deal with you according to your folly, because you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. Now how in the world could Job have spoken what's right, when he criticized God. The Lord said that because Job stayed in relationship with him. Job couldn't make sense of what he was going through, but he knew there must be an answer somehow, somewhere. And in Job 19, verses 25 and 26, he made one of the first declarations of what would become our New Testament faith. I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth, And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God. (laughs) And indeed, he shall. Job is remembered in the New Testament's book of James, chapter 5, verses 10 and 11. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Recall that in the end, Job received double all his material goods back and 10 more children to replace those who had died. And he himself passed away at the very ripe age of 140 years. The longest anyone has lived verifiably in the modern age is 125 years. Remember that just because something comes into the saved person's mind, that doesn't mean it must be from God. Demons are able to speak, give impressions, sure feelings, and so forth. Satan and his helpers thrive on fear, worry, and arrogance. Those three emotions fly in the face of an almighty God. With fear and worry, be aware the Lord is in charge of everything. I've had situations where I made a wrong decision, but God stopped the process and put it right. There have been moments I was about to sin, say, or do something wrong, But he used his ability to step into time and alert me. The third emotion, arrogance, is oddly enough a fellow traveler with fear. I know someone is in Satan's grip when he's trying to appease those who will destroy him, that's fear, and repel those who would help him, that's arrogance. The arrogant person won't listen to anyone else. He refuses to study the situation he's in and won't bow to Jesus Christ. Fear, worry, and arrogance have us inflating the power of self, just as the devil did in rebelling against God and deflating the strength of the Lord. In all three, we're thinking we're on our own and either can't get God to help or we don't need assistance. <laughs> Boy, are we wrong. And We need a dose of humility in each case. Should we find ourselves in any of these three, we must immediately stop and pray for the wisdom of the Lord who will give it to us without exception or rebuke for James 1.5. Remember, friend, we can't save ourselves. (laughs) Only Almighty God can save us. I also want to warn you that while the Bible says, do not be deceived, that seems the state of many who maintain their Christians. Deception is the hallmark of the devil, and he's behind many of those who seek to mislead the unsuspecting. God has not come up with new doctrine. There are no hidden gospels. Jesus is not just a good teacher. He is not related to Satan, nor is he sinless yet not God. He is Messiah, the Blessed One, the only way to the Father. And as Colossians 2 9 says, in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Christian, we're down to the last minute of the church age, the era of unfettered grace and mercy. The world and our faith are separating sharply. We can't go the way of all flesh and think we'll be saved. We have to make a choice. Are we going to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or the kingdoms of this world and their unrighteousness? Christianity is not about making us rich, successful in secular people's eyes, or popular with the unsaved. It is about following Jesus, telling everyone we can about how to be saved, living like our Lord told us, and staying faithful. To him. And I want to emphasize this. The Lord put this in my mind specially today. Death is not the worst that can happen to us. Forsaking Christ is. This is what Jesus said to those at Smyrna, the persecuted church in Revelation 2 verse 10. Be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. That's what I'm living for. And I pray you are as well. We have seven takeaways from our passage and message today. Number one, our helmet of salvation, literally in Hebrew, is Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Without Him, the rest doesn't matter. Our helmet of salvation, literally in Hebrew, is Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Without Him, the rest doesn't matter. His death, burial, and resurrection save us, and His Spirit changes us into His image, bit by bit. Number two, we're given this helmet of salvation. We don't earn it. We're given this helmet of salvation. We do not earn it. The Greek of Ephesians 6 17, take the helmet, means to receive salvation with welcome and gladness. Number three, he who controls the mind also controls the body. He who controls the mind also controls the body. We who know Christ must be careful not to fall victim to unbelief. As James 1, 6 to 8 warns us, he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Number four, every single person who ever lived could have been saved. Even Pol Pot, Hitler, Mao. But only those people who apply that gift of salvation are saved. Every single person who ever lived have been saved. Even Pol Pot, Hitler, and Mao. But only those people who apply that gift of salvation are saved. How do we apply our Lord's gift? By following Him, keeping His commandments, asking Him for help through life's hardships, giving Him glory for our successes, and thanking Him for rescuing us in our failures. Number five, God's word and doctrines are not changing. Do not listen to those heretics predicting the date of the rapture, denying the deity of Jesus, or telling us Paul's writings don't count as scripture. God's word and doctrines are not changing. Do not listen to those heretics predicting the date of the rapture, denying the deity of Jesus, or telling us Paul's writings don't count as scripture. I have actually encountered each one of those contentions from people who say that they are Christians. The Bible's contents have been set for 1,650 years. That's exactly 50 generations. They do not include the Book of Enoch, Gospel of Thomas, or anything but the well-known inspired inerrant 66 books of the Old and New Testaments. Number six, God's not in fear, worry, or arrogance. If falling into these, pray 2 Timothy 1, 7. God is not in fear, worry, or arrogance. If falling into these, pray 2 Timothy 1.7. And how do we pray that verse? Father God, let me not have a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. In Jesus' name, amen. It's just that simple. It's wonderful to pray scripture because God has promised us in Isaiah 55 that it shall not return void, but shall accomplish what he has sent it for. It cannot fail to come to pass. And number seven, every person must make a choice now. Will I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or the kingdoms of this world and their unrighteousness? Every person must make a choice now. Will I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or the kingdoms of this world and their unrighteousness? Be very careful how you choose because one will lead to eternal salvation the other to eternal damnation. Jesus says in Matthew 6, verses 31 to 33, do not worry. Say, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus is God's righteousness. So we seek the kingdom of Christ. That kingdom does not have a stock market, perverted government, self-centered living, or lying news media. Praise God Almighty! All those are of this fallen realm, not that to come. Living for the approval of this present world will send us to hell. Living for God's coming kingdom will take us to heaven. It's that simple. Friend, faith in Jesus costs us be that a job, buddy, control, family, friends or otherwise, difficulty is guaranteed. Paul writes in 2 Timothy 3:12, all, let me repeat that, all. One more time, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will not possibly, not maybe, will suffer persecution. I'm a living testimony of it. But knowing Jesus, also gives us great and permanent gain. James 1:12 says, We will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love them, who love him. That crown will set the faithful over many cities, bring us to a sinless paradise on earth and in heaven before it's all over, save our souls to bliss forever, and have us live, rule, and reign in the presence of Almighty God every last day of eternity. Oh, praise God. I am looking forward to it, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Bear it off, Lord Jesus. Friend, are you ready to make the choice of a lifetime, deciding to go with God in Christ? Friend, just four essentials to salvation. Number one, repent, turn from sin, and ask God's forgiveness for all you've done wrong or failed to do that you should have. Number two, confess faith in Jesus Christ to save you. Friend, he was the only person who's ever lived sinlessly on the face of the earth. That's because he was conceived by Almighty God into Mary. And friend, uh, he has died the ultimate sacrifice to redeem the entire universe. Number three, believe Christ rose in body and in spirit that third day in the tomb. This is talked about in Romans ten. Oh, friend, if his body and spirit remain down here below, so shall we. Ah, uh, but they have risen. And we shall as well. And follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You're going to do this imperfectly, just like I do. But just like I do, you can go to the Lord in prayer and say that you're sorry, ask forgiveness. And 1 John 1 9 says, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm going to now pray a prayer of repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. We call it the sinner's prayer sometimes. But every single person needs to pray it, have it in their heart. And you can repeat after me. And if you believe what I'm saying, this will be your prayer of salvation in Christ, receiving him as Lord and Savior. And then just keep walking, as I'm going to tell you about in a moment,
1: and you'll stroll into heaven one day. Let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, I repent of my sins. Please forgive me. I confess faith in Jesus Christ that He died that I might live. I believe He rose the third day in the tomb in both body and spirit. And I will follow Him. As Lord and Savior, repenting should I fall. Come into my heart, O Lord God, and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. So be it. <laughs> that journey's beginning with a single step, That journey into the heart of Jesus Christ Almighty.
0: Oh, it's so good. Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for the chance to share the gospel. Oh, friend, now that you're saved, what do you do? You might be saying, well, you need to be baptized. <laughs> be immersed in water. It's not so much the amount of water but that you do it on the right side of the cross after having believed, because this symbolizes the remission of sin, that by putting our faith in Christ, we've gained. We then need to also read the Bible. This is how we find out who God is, who the devil is, who the world. We pray to receive those 7,500 promises or so that we have in scripture. Do you realize as we enter this new year that you have a promise in scripture for virtually every hour in the year? So, hey, you see the top of the hour to celebrate, I've got another promise in Jesus and look into the scripture and claim one in prayer. Coming to church, you can come online, you can come in person. But friend, make sure it's a Bible believing and practicing church. Some folks have a form of godliness, they might have good doctrine, but they deny the power. They don't put it into their lives. Oh friend, we don't do that at eternity now. I ask you to reach out to me. 806-463-8793 direct number. Text or call me. 1-806-463-8793 in the USA. I'm happy to talk with you. I'm happy to text with you. And you can also email me khuckins Huckins at eternitynow.com, eternityno wc c o m. You can just go to eternitynow.com and get all the numbers and all the addresses. Also, fellowshipping with other believers. I love spending time on the phone, in person, having some coffee, having a Coke, uh, going for a walk, whatever it is with other believers. I'm encouraged by it. That fellowship has the Holy Spirit shared among us. That's why we feel better talking with someone who is of the Lord Jesus. We need that to become a true family of God and also be a fighting force that defeats Satan. And finally, we pursue personal relationship with Almighty God. Do you realize that he made every cell of your body? He made Adam and Eve. They procreated and human beings have been doing that ever since, many billions of times. And so that's where we come from. And also he put together your soul before he even made your body. So you're no accident, either physically or spiritually.
1: You have been purposed from before the beginning of yourself and even time. Friend, you are worthwhile. Every other person is worthwhile. God loves you all. Oh, yes. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is
0: strong. And friend, we're weak in ourselves. Self isn't going to get us anywhere but hell,
1: but God, he's going to take us to heaven. He's strong. Let's be strong in him and weak in self. Remember, my friend, Eternity Now
0: is an evangelism outreach in church that meets in of Nebraska, but serves the world. See the weekly message live, Saturdays, 5 p.m. Mountain, on Facebook.com slash Eternity Now Media. Twitter's at Kyle Huckins. YouTube.com slash at Eternity Now. Or LinkedIn. Any place you're seeing this live, you can see live every week. We also have our Revelation Bible study on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain. The same places, same platforms. Our group is two years old, and in that first two years, reached over one million people for Christ. We want to reach another million this year alone, but we need your help to do that. Just 100 people donating $25 a month will do it. Just go to eternitynow.com, E-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y-N-O-W.com. Click support us
1: to see more and options for giving securely. Let's go to our God in prayer today. Uh, Thank him and ask him for what we need.
0: Oh, Lord God, we thank you for the chance to look at the scriptures. (laughs) Their words are spirit and they are life, as your son said. Oh Lord God, we pray for a helmet of salvation being taken up by everybody hearing watching. Lord God, help us to tell others how to take up that helmet of salvation as well, applying that salvation that Jesus Christ has purchased for us. Oh Lord God, we thank you that David's leg is healing wonderfully. Oh, thank you for the prayers of all the saints to help. And also that his testimony was seen by over 10,000 people in 24 hours. Oh, Lord God, we appreciate so much. We ask you bless those who are giving financially and also that are praying for us in this ministry of uh, trying to reach out and see as many saved as possible before the end of time. Oh, Lord God, uh, we pray for Dell's health, for Tom's business, for Ken's practice, for B's salvation, also for Hazen's volunteers and all watching and listening to be blessed in every area of life to the praise of yourself, almighty God. We thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. <laughs> I'm Pastor and Evangelist Kyle Huckins. I thank you for worshiping with us today. And I look forward to seeing you throughout 2023 as long as the Lord tarries. And be sure to take a look at our main website, www.eternitynow.com, where you can find links to all our videos, where to download our new podcast, See Our Beliefs, My Writings for National Christian Outlets, the way of salvation and more. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace.